This Day in History class is a production of iHeartRadio. Hello, and welcome to This Day in History class, a show that shines a light on the ups and downs of everyday history. I'm Gabe Luzier, and in this episode, we're looking at the incredible survival story of Poon Lim, the man who drifted alone on a life raft in the South Atlantic for almost half a year. The day was April 5th, 1943. Ten miles off the coast of Brazil, a family of fishermen rescued the sole survivor of a German U-boat attack. His name was Poon Lim, a Chinese man who had been working as a steward aboard a British merchant navy ship called the SS Ben Lomond. In November of 1942, the ship was torpedoed by an enemy submarine. Lim survived the attack, but spent the next five months clinging to a small wooden raft, completely adrift in the Atlantic Ocean. When the family of fishers spotted Poon Lim on his raft, he was jumping up and down and waving a shirt. He clearly needed some help, so they turned the boat around and picked him up. Lim climbed aboard, and after 133 days lost at sea, he finally headed back to dry land. Poon Lim was born on March 8, 1918, in Hainan Island, China the largest in a series of islands in the South China Sea. His older brothers sent home money from their factory jobs, and because of this, Lim was able to attend school, a luxury that wasn't afforded to most kids on the island. In the 1930s, Japan began its invasion of China, and Lim's father decided it was safer for him to go abroad than to stay and be drafted into the Chinese army. By that time, one of Lim's brothers was already serving with the British Merchant Navy, so Lim signed up to work aboard his vessel as a cabin boy. Lim's family had imagined a better life for their son at sea, but what he got still wasn't very good. He and other Asian crew members were routinely discriminated against, mistreated, and beaten by the British officers. They were also stuffed into the smallest living quarters on the ship, and were paid a third of what their British counterparts made. Fed up with this abuse, Lim quit his post in 1937 and went to Hong Kong to study engineering. In his absence, the conditions for Chinese crewmen on British ships gradually improved, though the changes came more from necessity than anything else. The Second World War had begun in 1939, and after two years of fighting, England was in desperate need of more manpower. To persuade more sailors from China to sign up, merchant ships improved conditions and increased the pay, although other benefits and privileges continued to be withheld from Chinese crewmen. Still, the improvements were enough to entice Poon Lim back to the sea. In 1941, with the Japanese preparing to strike Hong Kong, Lim signed on as a steward aboard a merchant ship called the SS Ben Lomond. Lim served without much incident for the next year, but in November of 1942 that would change, and not for the better. The Ben Lomond set out from Cape Town on November 10th and began making its way across the Atlantic. 
first to a Dutch-owned plantation colony in South America, and then on to New York. Unlike other trade ships carrying cargo for the war effort, the Ben Lomond traveled without an escort and was only lightly armed. This, along with its relatively slow speed, made it easy prey for Nazi U-boats. And sure enough, on November 23rd, the ship was torpedoed by German sub U-172, about 750 miles east of the mouth of the Amazon River. The ship sank in less than two minutes. When the Ben Lomond went down, Lim put on his life jacket and jumped overboard. Others evacuated as well, but in the end, only Lim survived. The other 53 crew members went down with the ship. For the next two hours, Lim swam through oil and debris until he found a wooden life raft that another crew member had launched but failed to get aboard. The raft was roughly eight feet square and was partly covered by a canvas canopy. It was also stocked with provisions, including ten gallons of fresh water, several tins of biscuits and crackers, a kind of jerky called pemmican, some malted milk tablets, a few lumps of sugar, and even a bit of chocolate. It was a decent spread, all things considered, but Lim had no clue when or if he might be rescued. He decided, somewhat optimistically, that 30 days should be enough time, and so he started rationing his food and water accordingly. However, as that first month drew to a close, Lim was no closer to being rescued, and his provisions were running dangerously low. He knew that in order to stay alive, he would have to get creative. Lim collected rainwater in his life jacket and in the canopy above his raft. He also unbraided a rope to make fishing line and crafted fishing hooks using the spring from a broken flashlight and a nail pried from the planks of his raft. For bait, Lim crushed up some of his remaining biscuits and then rolled them into a paste. Once he had caught a small fish, he then used that as bait to catch an even bigger one. Starting a fire on board a wooden raft would have been a bad idea, so instead Lim had to eat his catches raw. This included seagulls, which Lim would sometimes lure aboard by building nests made out of seaweed and fish rot. Once he had captured and killed a gull, he would salt the meat with seawater and then dry it on the deck to make seagull jerky. During his many months at sea, Lim had more than just starvation to contend with. He weathered storms, seasickness, sunburn, and even hungry sharks. A group of sharks frequently surrounded his raft, attracted by the blood of the fish that he gutted on board. Sometimes, the sharks would headbutt the raft, which was scary, but also an opportunity for Lim to fight back. On one occasion, he was able to hook a shark that got too close and then drag it out of the water. A fight ensued on the raft, but Lim was able to bludgeon the shark with his water container and then cut it up using a crude knife that he had fashioned from the lid of a tin. It was grisly work, but it kept Lim fed for another long week at sea. But perhaps the worst thing that Lim endured was the anguish of watching other boats sail right by him. It happened three times during his ordeal. The first was when he was spotted by a freighter that refused to acknowledge him at all. Lim could see the crew on board, and they could see him, but they never offered any help. 
Lim later suggested that the crew may have ignored him either because they mistook him for a Japanese combatant, or because they suspected he was part of a German ploy meant to lure their ship within range of a hidden U-boat. The second chance for rescue came when Lim was sighted by a U.S. Navy seaplane. The airmen flew low to get a better look, and even dropped a marker in the water so they could dispatch a rescue crew to that position. However, a storm rolled in soon after, and Lim's raft drifted miles away from the marker, and thus out of sight of his would-be rescuers. The third time Lim was spotted at sea was more terrifying than the shark attack. A German submarine surfaced right alongside him, and Lim figured he was as good as dead. But eventually, the German troops decided to withdraw, content that the sea would eventually kill Lim for them. That's not what happened, though. Instead, Lim was rescued by fishermen off the coast of Brazil on April 5th, 1943. He was brought to shore three days later and spent the next four weeks in a Brazilian hospital, regaining his strength. By the time Lim was released, he had become an international celebrity, and the British government and military began treating him better than they ever had before. Later that year, the British consul arranged Lim's travel to London, where he was presented with the British Empire Medal by King George VI. The Royal Navy was so impressed by Lim's account that many of his survival techniques were added to its training manuals. All of these honors were eagerly recounted in the British press, including in newsreels like this one. Take a listen. The arrival in Britain of the amazing Mr. Poon Lim. To all intents and purposes, Mr. Poon Lim is a dapper little Chinese one might meet anywhere. But now let's tell you something. He's a 25-year-old merchant seaman who, after his ship had been torpedoed, lived for 133 days on a raft in the South Atlantic, over four months adrift in mid-ocean. Now you know why they had a big reception waiting for him up north when he came to receive the congratulations and admiration of everyone. Natural outcome of this is Poon Lim's visit to Buckingham Palace to receive the British Empire Medal from the King. Not until he had told his story to His Majesty would he recount his amazing experience to the press. Once all the initial excitement had passed, Lim settled in the United States in 1944 and continued to speak about his experiences and survival skills at conferences around the world. He became an American citizen five years later, but it took the help of a U.S. senator and an act of Congress to make it happen. The discriminatory exclusion laws against Chinese immigrants had been abolished years earlier, but in their place, was a strict immigration quota for China. No more than 105 visas would be granted each year to Chinese immigrants. Lim tried for years, but never made the cut. Finally, Senator Warren Magnuson came to Lim's aid and was able to convince Congress to increase the quota of Chinese immigrants by one. Lim spent the remainder of his life in Brooklyn, New York. He passed away there in 1991 at the age of 72. Fifteen years later, the British government erected a memorial plaque in Liverpool honoring the contributions of Chinese seamen during World War II. Written in both English and Chinese, the plaque also acknowledges the poor treatment that Chinese crewmen received and the wrongs inflicted on them. 
The message then concludes by saying, quote, This is a small reminder of what took place. We hope nothing like it will ever happen again. That's a sentiment that Poon Lim certainly would have shared. At the time of recording, he still holds the unfortunate record for the longest time a person has ever survived alone at sea in a life raft. 133 days. When Lim was told of this sour achievement back in 1943, he simply responded, I hope no one will ever have to break that record. Amen to that. Here's hoping. I'm Gabe Luzier, and hopefully you now know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. If you enjoyed the show and you want to learn more about the topic, consider following us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at TDIHCshow. You can also rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts, and you can write to us directly at thisday at iheartmedia.com. Thanks as always to Chandler Mays for producing the show, and thank you for listening. I'll see you back here again tomorrow for another day in history class. 